There's no property boom coming, guys. Yes, property prices right now are rising, but we're in the middle of a mortgage cliff, okay? I'm going to share with you in this episode the way that investment bankers analyze this, how really intelligent people figure out whether to buy property now or not. We're going to be going underneath the hood of CBA, looking at data that 99.9% .9 of people don't look at. It's going to be compact, detailed, and worth your time. Let's go. Welcome to the Oz Property Investment Mastery Podcast. My name's PK and I help busy people build passive income by buying top 5% growth and cash flow property and build a portfolio using data without wasting months doing research, spending weekends at inspection or catching flights or dropping ten dollars to $20,000 on buyer's agents every single time. So if you're confused, lack confidence and just overwhelmed with all the information and marketing misinformation available online and don't know where to start, then this show is for you. Let's just start with CBA's house price forecast. Westpac came out last month, ANZ came out last month saying, yep, big property price rises coming. What CBA is saying, just to paint the picture, CBA has upgraded its house price forecast due to an unprecedented surge in immigration and ongoing supply issues. In May, they forecast national home prices to rise by 3% in 2023. Now they're adding another 5% to that. All right, here we go. Here's what it looks like. Dwelling prices up, up, down a little bit post APRA intervention up, up, and then CBA's reckoning, they're gonna to continue to go up. And here's how it breaks out. Sydney in 2024, 4% rise. Melbourne, 5% rise. Brisbane, 6% rise. Adelaide, 1% rise. Perth, 5% rise. Australia, 5% rise. I reckon this is all baloney. I don't think this is right at all. I actually think there's no property boom coming, but house prices will rise much more than 5% next year. And that Perth, and Brisbane and Adelaide, to some extent, will still be the outliers. Sydney will perform a little bit better than 4%, I think. Melbourne, a little bit less than 5%. Banks are always wrong in terms of the house price forecast. So enough of that. Let's actually go into figuring out how much of a big deal this mortgage cliff is. So of course, the premise of the mortgage cliff is there was a whole bunch of fixed rate mortgages issued to Australian homeowners. People got their mortgages for 2%, 2.5%, 3% fixed for one or two or three years. Now a lot of them are rolling off. We're actually smack bang in the middle of that. The best way to actually figure out if this is going to cause massive defaults, massive mortgage and repossessions, massive house price crashes is not to ask buyers agents or people like me who've got an agenda, it's actually just to look at what the reality under the bonnet of Australia's biggest bank is and what it's likely to be. So home loan growth, this is from the 2023 results presentation in August from CBA. I want to use their data because they have the biggest market share. Okay, this yellow line back in 2018, they had 24% of all home loans, consumer home loans. Now it's 25%. So this is pretty reliable data and I want you to understand it. Strength in their credit quality. This is a big deal for them. This is obviously how they make money. They don't want their loans not performing. Portfolio quality remains sound, strong, the labor market is supported and they're well provisioned. So troublesome and impaired assets, basically assets that are going south, houses, etc., home loans. They're a little bit up versus last year, for sure, 7.1 billion, but they're still much lower than 7.8 billion before COVID, which is to be seen as more of a normal time. So on that basis, no issues. Home loan arrears, how many or what proportion of their 
customers, their clients, actually are struggling to pay their home loan more than 90 days, that is 0.47%. Pre-COVID, 0.68%. Last year, 0.49%. So it's even lower than last year. And last year, there was no fixed rate mortgage cliff. So that's a good thing. Now let's look at how the assets, the redraw and offset accounts balance out with the liabilities, in other words, the home loans. So home loans are up 25%, okay, versus June 2019. Redraw accounts are up 30% versus June 2019. Offset accounts are up 53% versus June 2019. So what that tells me is yes, liability is higher, debt is higher, but assets are even higher still. That bodes well for the mortgage cliff not to have a huge impact. Home loan arrears, let's see how they're actually trending. Here it says that the impact of cash rate changes on mortgage repayments, about one third of them are yet to be felt, but two thirds of them are already felt, at least in CBA, which is the biggest bank in Australia. So we're past the halfway line here and house prices have just started rising at a ferocious rate. Okay, put those two and two together, doesn't quite add up. But if you look at this, then you might actually make sense of it. Home loan arrears are generally falling and that's because counterintuitively, redraw and offset accounts are going up. Okay, yes, home loan arrears just picked up in the last year, but they're still well below 2021. They're still well below 2020. And hardship, the number of cases where people are actually finding it real tough. They're calling their bank and saying, I'm, I'm struggling. I may not be 90 days behind, but I am struggling. That is also down versus pre-COVID average. In fact, 27% down as of June 2023. So once again, the mortgage cliff, the fixed rate cliff that so many bears talk about meaning a housing crash is really not eventuating. This is interesting. Arrears in terms of 90 days plus for home loans versus credit cards versus personal loans, that is telling a slightly different story. Personal loans are actually quite up. They're still lower, this, yet yeah, this red line, than 2020 and pre-COVID, but it is trending up so are credit card arrears, okay? So a lot of people who have splurged on things that are perhaps discretionary and unnecessary, those people are finding it tough, but people with home loans, they're not really finding it tough. Or they're choosing to prioritize keeping their home intact, which is a natural preference and trait, than anything else. So that once again bodes well for the housing market. What's also interesting is that 33% of borrowers are still more than two years in advance of their mortgage repayments. 6% one to two years in advance, 6% 6, 6 to 12 months in advance, 6% 3 to 6 months in advance, 1 to 3 months in advance, 11%, more than one month in advance, 16%. And then you have the balance, almost the entirety, on time, which is actually completely normal. So things are looking pretty healthy. And as we said before, offset account balances, they just seem to consistently rise, okay? Consistently, even between June 2022 and December 2022, which is an interest rate started really rocketing up, offset account balances still rose. Now they're sort of plateauing, which is completely fine because they're actually at record highs. I thought this was super fascinating for those of you who are like, I don't know if property is my way to wealth or not. Application gross income band. What this is showing is by income levels, zero to 75K, 75K to 100K, 100K to 125K, 125K to 50K, etc. The balance of these people who have owner-occupier debt 
versus investor debt. In other words, they're actually property investors. And you find that lower income folks have their own owner-occupier home as their prime debt, which is, you know, makes sense. And then more well-off people actually have far more investor home loans or investment debt. One way to look at it is those that are wealthy, they're not debt-free. Debt-free is not the aim. That Debt-free is not the goal of wealth creation. The goal of wealth creation is wealth creation. And leverage or debt is a mechanism by which we achieve that. That's exactly what all of these more richer, well-off people are doing. We talked about before the trend in terms of people in advance of their mortgage repayments. Have a look at this. Customers in advance, the percentage of total customers... It was 80% in June 20. So, you know, people generally are in advance of their repayments. June 21, it was 78%. June 22, 78%. June 23, 78%. So these are still very high numbers and they're stable. They're not falling off a cliff. People are not struggling, unlike the clickbait headlines that the media and news channels want to feed down your throat. Mortgagee in possessions. Have you ever heard the story of, oh, the beautiful family and this part of Sydney have had to sell their house and, oh, you know, cry me a river. Look, obviously there are people like that and our hearts go up to that, but they are so minuscule and few and far between that it's very hard to generalize and say that is the average experience in Australia. And that's what these statistics show. Mortgagee in possession, okay, people that have had to fire sell their house because they're basically being liquidated, that is also at all-time lows. June 20, it was 0.03%. June 21, 0 0.02, 0 0.02, and June 22, June 23, 0.02. So in terms of CBA's loan book, and they're the biggest bank, things are looking completely fine. Now let's look at how the mortgage cliff is affecting investors versus owner-occupiers. So arrears by product type, the red-ish one is owner-occupier, and the yellow-ish one is investment loans. And you can see, both of them, in terms of their arrears, are actually still falling. So it's not like investors have geared to the hill, have so much loans, have so much debt that they're having to fire sale. Of course, that is happening in some places, pockets of Sydney and Melbourne. But by and large, arrears by product, both products, owner-occupier and investors, are trending down versus pre-interest rate rise levels, June 21. That's a good sign. Now let's look at arrears by whether it's a fixed loan, variable loan, interest only, or principal and interest. You might say, oh, look, those people on interest only, you know, they've really taken a big risk. They really don't have the ability to pay those loans back. They must be the ones struggling, right? Who's struggling? To find? At least someone has to be struggling, right, to justify what the media is saying. But actually, let's take it here. Variable, people on a variable rate. They're not struggling. Arrears by repayment and interest type, this blue line is falling well under 0.7% now. Those on a fixed rate, very, very low and stable. Those on a principal and interest rate, coming down as well. And this is not old data. This is up to June 23, right? And those on interest only, okay, these were actually the lowest this whole time. And <laughs> counterintuitively, once again, these are the people who have to pay the least because they're actually just paying the interest back. And 
Yes, this has kind of ticked up a little bit, but this is still so much lower than pre-mortgage cliff crisis, quote unquote. But PK, if you look at people who got loans in 2023, 2022, 2021, those are the people that your data will show are actually struggling. You know, all of these data factors so far have been masked by the fact that you know, the loans have been generated five or 10 years ago, so they've already paid a lot off. That's why I know what you're thinking, right? But no, arrears by year, okay? So how many people are in arrears in their mortgage repayments by year? Those that originated in 2023, actually the lowest, this yellow line, those who originated in 2022, got their home loan in 2022, so a pretty high LVR, right? They just bought their homes. The blue line is very low and trending downwards. Okay, the gray line 2021, also trending downwards. I mean, everything is looking good. Okay, so once again, where is this mortgage crisis? Where is this fixed rate cliff? But PK, it's really only in some areas in Australia. Now that's where the data is being masked. Okay, well, let's look at different states. Everything is trending downwards, basically, versus a June 2021 period. Arrears by state, the only area where that's kind of trending upwards is Northern Territory. And, you know, we don't really want to buy Northern Territory nine times out of 10, a little bit more higher risk from a long-term perspective. So you might expect someone like me after all that data to say, guys, property boom coming. But here I am telling you, there's no property boom coming. That doesn't mean that house prices aren't rising very, very fast and that you can't make a ton of money in the next 12, 18, 24, 36 months. But I genuinely don't think that next year house prices will rise by boom proportions, 10% or more on an Australian average. Certainly not in the big capital cities. I think in the smaller capital cities, Brisbane and Adelaide, to some extent, Perth, definitely, these will be the areas that outperform. But I think that one third of people still yet to come off their fixed rate mortgages onto variable and the lag effect of people already come off it yet to feel the big impact. That effect will mean that this current trajectory of house price acceleration will soften out. It won't go down. It won't go flat line. It will still continue to rise. Property prices will still rise. But I don't think that it's fair to say in some sort of FOMO creating vibe that interest rates will now start falling and therefore house prices will boom. Interest rates, I remember told you that interest rates don't have a clear correlation house prices, whether up and down. You didn't believe me two years ago, one year ago, when I shared so much data to say when interest rates rise, house prices also continue rising. You didn't believe me. At least believe me now, when interest rates fall, house prices don't automatically boom. You don't expect people like me to say that, but I'm really chased to the data. You can make a lot of money in real estate right now but don't fall for the spruikers who say get in now boom times ahead some areas for sure parts of Perth parts of Queensland parts of other areas but not on a national basis trying to bring you humble honest factual property advice I hope you take it in the spirit in which it's given see you next time guys bye